extra credit? Hi, Shell? Hi, Frank. Hi, other voice. Hi. Oh. You sound lower today. Oh, sorry. I was... I forgot what I sound like. That's you know some... how that happens sometimes? Yeah, like, it happens to like... you all the time, yeah. other voice. Uh, anyway. Hi, Frank. Hi. Hi. Um... So it looks like it's just the three of us today, and that must mean that we have a document whose scope is, or length is shorter than we would normally engage with. Mm -hmm. What that equates to, no one can say. Mm -hmm. However, um, this d document is a weird one because, well, we... All we've already recorded a we've already recorded an episode with Ganymede about the mechanical oddities of the PlayStation One game Chrono Cross. Mm -hmm. I was there for that. You were. Other other voice wasn't though. So no, he's coming in fresh. Yeah, yeah. So um. So so it's it's nice to have it's nice to have somebody who's just completely out of the know. Uh we um in passing I mentioned this I believe to uh Dijon du Jour who um I think mildly misinterpreted what I said <laughs> because what I said was I already had a document of several different websites of, on the internet trying to explain the stat the stats battles and uh, magic systems of the game um, and they ran off and wrote out a 13-page plot synopsis <laughs> uh, in order to cover the narrative confusion of Chrono Cross. Mm -hmm. And when they returned it, I was like, oh, thanks. And I left it at that until I finally told them, yeah, no, uh, Frank Ganny and I recorded the one thing. And then Dijon was like, Oh, that's oh, that's what you meant. <laughs> uh, and I was like, "Yeah, we're still gonna read your thing next." <laughs> uh, so that's what we're doing. Ganny's not here because Ganny wants to play Chrono Cross. To be fair, of everyone that I know, I think Dishon is possibly the most likely to have recreationally written a summary of Chrono Cross's plot for nobody at all. Yes, so we're agreed. really doing them a favor. I mean, honestly, I think this is something that their inner their inner soul has wanted to put out into the world for decades now and finally has an excuse. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so the following will be uh, Dijon Dijon's best explanation of the plot of, P of the PS1 JRPG, Chrono Cross. Spoilers, I guess. Yeah, if major <laughs> spoilers. Although... If that matters. A... A, I mean, A, yeah, no, major spoilers. This is going to be talking about literally everything. Uh, it's major spoilers for Chrono Trigger as well. So if you 
are have not but are interested in ever playing Chrono Trigger or Co Chrono Cross. And if Radical Dreamers means anything to you at all... <laughs> if that phrase even means anything. Then... Spoiler alert? If you were gonna play Chrono Cross, you would have, right? I don't know. Ganny hadn't until just I guess this year. I guess that's true. Anyway, so... Uh, all that aside, I guess let's just... I'm, I'm just going to read Dijon's cliff notes. Hmm. <clears throat> hmm. I guess I'll start by asking, how much do you know about Chrono Trigger? I know there's a cat guy and he's the antagonist. And I know there's like 40 characters. That's Chrono Cross. Oh, sorry, you said Chrono Trigger. I totally... <laughs> yeah, I have played Chrono Trigger. I only got one ending because I went in intending to get every ending. And then I got one and I was like, oh, geez, why would I intend to do that? Um, I remember it decently well. Okay. So some of this may be treading some different... Uh, some a similar... Uh, some familiar not, ground. Not great. I played it during an era where I was playing a lot of stuff very quickly via emulator that I had missed. So, like, it didn't all stick. <clears throat> all right. So, exactly 65,000,000 years ago, a cosmic hedgehog-looking alien parasite fell to Earth, obliterating the entire civilization of the reptites, intelligent bipedal lizards who evolved way before humans and rode dinosaurs and were flipping rad, yeah. and also very Toriyama in design. Yeah. <laughs> uh, even their sprites were very Toriyama in design. <laughs> I remember them. They were... Very cute and they yeah, were very strange. Sometimes they let Toriyama do something interesting instead of making the same guy and girl over and over. Uh huh. Uh, sometimes they let him make a lizard or a robot. Yeah. They should only let him make lizards or robots. You can have ancillary characters that are like, you know, the, the character that you leave behind for <laughs> to do the actual plot. That They can be human. That's fine. Um,. They were also in the process of exterminating the freshly evolved human race from existence and becoming the sole dominant species on the planet. The parasite, dubbed Lavos, burrowed into the center of the Earth, mm -hmm. where it then started slowly feeding on the vague energy all planets in inherently possess in JRPGs. <laughs> While Lavos was burrowing, a piece of it broke off and millions of years later was discovered by still primitive mankind. For reasons known only to Lavos, it channeled its energy through this piece of itself, now called the Frozen Flame, to gene-hack humans until they can do magic. Huh. Fast forward to 13,000 years ago, society has been divided into halves, the humans who can do magic and live in the luxurious flying city of Zeal, and the have-nots, the magicless humans who live on the unfriendly earth and as slaves for the decadent bourgeois wizards. The wizards, in a project headed by three gurus, remember these guys, uh, discover that both the frozen flame, as well as a naturally occurring crystal down known as Dreamstone, allow them to direct oh. allow them direct access to Lavos's immense well of power. They build a device to harvest this power in order to make the Queen of Zeal immortal. The device will be controlled by the Princess of Zeal, uh, Shayla. Shala. I'm gonna oh. say, I'm gonna say Shayla, uh, using a special pendant. 
Unfortunately, when they activate the device, it wakes Lavos early, who is extremely grumpy and slaps their stupid city out of the sky before presumably rolling over and going back to sleep. Everyone gets sandblasted with Lava's energy, uh, resulting in the three gurus, as well as the prince, being scattered across time. Oh. Why? 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 Just time happens also? Yeah. Okay. It's Lava's dust. <laughs> Don't breathe this. Don't breathe this. Your lungs, lungs will be sent to the future. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I need those. Uh, one guru is sent to the present day, one was sent to the apocalyptic future, and the other was sent to the void after the end of time itself. Mm. Uh, the prince goes to the Middle Ages, where he becomes a vampire or something, and everyone else either dies or Shayla saves everyone, but either way, the legacy of Zeal ends here, as well as humans' ability to use magic. 14,300 years later, one of the gurus lands in the future and invents a time machine and implants his memories into a giant walking blueberry. <laughs> Unfortunately, he at no point considers actually leaving the future in his time machine, <laughs> and one day Lavas emerges and blasts off into space, triggering an apocalypse that wipes all life from the planet. Infinity years later, one of the gurus gets the world's worst retirement. Let's call this Timeline A1 for, ah, we're all going to die! <laughs> uh, and what, what we are reading right now is a series of, uh, of, uh, preludes to Chrono Cross because now Dijon says or during the time of shitty wizards a plucky teen from the future and his friends just happen to be forest gumping around near the completion of the lava sucking machine this causes the queen to become somehow even crazier than before and make some really bad decisions on advisement from her time traveling time displaced vampire son from timeline A1 who she doesn't realize is her time traveling time displaced vampire son from timeline A1 it would be tragic if it wasn't also very silly. <laughs> when completed and activated, the machine actually works this time. Kinda. The princess Shayla almost dies, but thankfully the plucky teen is there to get a face full of Lavos's energy beams instead, and the main protagonist of Chrono Trigger is atomized like three-fourths of the way through the game. Mm -hmm. Shayla teleports the rest of the heroes to safety. However, the queen herself is in fact made immortal and also Lavos's bestie. The palace is transformed into an extremely ominous black fortress, and it and the queen immediately decide to do Dick Bupkis for the next 14,300 years until Lavas emerges from its slumber and they have a birthday party or something. In the meantime, nobody really notices or comments on the giant glowing death fortress in the sky, because my pappy lived in the shadow of the evil castle and so did his pappy, and I'll be damned if anyone's <laughs> gonna badmouth the evil castle. <laughs> Evil Castle is an institution. Yeah, no, you, like if you go when you go back to the present, Chrono's mom will open, like, look out the window and go, "Wow, the Black Omen is shining so beautifully today." <laughs> like, because it it just exists across time now. Yeah, it's just been there. Yeah. So, uh, you know what, uh, Dijon? Maybe uh, if you lived in a world where there was a giant glowing black castle in the air, like, forever, maybe that would be normal to you, too, and maybe you shouldn't be so judgy. I mean, there's plenty of real-life buildings that are giant, ominous, and clearly evil, and we know bad things happen in them. Mm-hmm. They're called financial institutions. <laughs> They're a cornerstone Boom. of our culture, so... Maybe don't make fun of the Chrono Trigger world that much, because at least their castle is cool and floats. Yeah, plus, lady leader. Yeah? 
You know what? That's progressive. Colonel Boss. More female dictators. More female time dictators. <laughs> uh, fast forward to today, 1000 AD. A plucky teen goes to a fair and gets tangled up in a critically acclaimed time-traveling JRPG adventure to save the world from destruction via cosmic space parasite. But not before eating a complete stranger's sandwich. <laughs> you can also not do that, mm. Dijon. In fact... It reflects very kindly, it reflects very highly on you if you don't, Dijon. 999 years later, a cosmic space parasite destroys the world, <laughs> sucks to be in this timeline. Shortly afterwards, Plucky Teen and Co. arrive and make friends with a robot named Robo. Infinity years later, one of the gurus is still enjoying the world's worst retirement. Let's call this, uh, timeline A2 for, ah, we're all going to die too! Mm-hmm. Or, okay. exactly 65,001,000 years ago, nothing of particular note occurred. Or, Lavos crashed into Earth like a thousand feet to the left. Either way, the not-extinct reptites exterminated the burgeoning human race and went on to become the dominant intelligent species on Earth. The reptites evolved in harmony with nature, eventually mm. developing into a species called Dragonians with advanced bioengineering technology. They used this technology to create a giant dragon called the Dragon God, with the vague power to control the natural world, but, like, in an eco-conscious way. Oh. Uh, they also create the Dragon's Tear. Uh, that's Tear, not Tear. It's Tear as in a boo-boo, as Dijon says. A device which can be used to s swap bodies. Oh. Like you do. Yeah. That's what I would do if I had a dragon god. Mm-hmm. Uh, just want to point out, uh, future ruled by dragons, obviously better. Yeah, no, that sounds good, and this I wish they'd exterminated the humans. This is also the, um, like, the the onset of this is one of the endings of, uh, is one of the endings of Chrono Trigger. Oh. There is, uh, there is a way that you can beat the game that is, uh... That lines up with um, all with monsters being the dominant everything everywhere. <laughs> the Dragonians and their cool dragon god then presumably live happily ever after in their fantastical floating city of Dinopolis, using their dragon's tears for freaky sex shit. <laughs> or a few thousand years later, Lavos emerged and they were wiped from the, out in the ensuing apocalypse. Or a plucky young Dragonian and his friends went on a time-traveling adventure to defeat Lavos and save the future and create their own new set of timelines. We are not going down that road! <laughs> Let's call this timeline B for best timeline. Mm -hmm. So it's all downhill from here. Oh boy. Or... Exactly 65,001,000 years ago, Lavos falls to Earth, extinctioning the reptites. However, sometime after this, and before it emerges to destroy the planet, several plucky teens, a cavewoman, a robot, a frog, and a time-traveling, time-displaced vampire son appear and kick Lavos's ass so many different ways it creates, like, half a dozen alternative timelines, but we're only concerned with the prime timeline C1 for Chrono Cross is actually going to happen eventually now because Lavos is dead. Mm. Incidentally, there is no timeline where Lavos never arrives and the human race exists. Humans only evolve as far as they do because Lavos intentionally makes that happen via its connection to them via Dreamstone and the Frozen Flame because everybody needs a hobby. <laughs> this is broadly another reason why every creature on the planet hates humans and you get casually attacked <laughs> by wolves and birds when you leave your house is because humans are the unnatural result of Lavos mucking about with the natural order, and is also why humans are the only living creatures who cannot naturally do elemental magic. Huh. None of this is important. I just think it's interesting. That rules. It's actually a reason why everything kills you. 
<laughs> I just think it's neat. <laughs> Fast forward to 13,000 years ago. The kooky queen activates the Lavos alarm clock machine. However, this time Princess Shayla gets sucked into the space between time. Here, she meets the bruised spirit of Lavos from one of the timelines where it gets its shit kicked in, and Lavos fuses with her, creating the Time Devourer. Or technically, it's still the Dream Devourer course, at this sure. point. Yeah. But for simplicity's sake, I'm going to call it the Time Devourer every time. The Dream Devourer is the is the is the boss of the new game of the uh, the finally added new game plus ending of the Chrono Trigger DS release. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so they, don't worry, they did wrap back around and fit it in. Okay. Good so, to know. I so, was worried about my so, favorite OC, the Dream Devourer. So there is a different timeline even still where the plucky teens at all defeat the Dream Devourer, thus almost causing but then averting Chrono Cross. So there's still only one timeline that results in Chrono Cross. <laughs> okay. For whatever reason, this transformation makes them so powerful that when they pupate, they will eat reality itself, destroying all of time and space because the stakes weren't high enough already. Shayla is so surprised by this, she goes blonde. <laughs> yeah. No, that can happen. <laughs> I had a friend in high school who went blonde. <laughs> she, she was just so surprised. Yeah, by... yeah, no, it ha look it up. Yeah, Google look it. it up. Google it. Oh man, now we're spoiling American Horror Story. <laughs> the this whole being absorbed by an immortal space hedgehog thing understandably drives Shayla a little bit batty, but before she completely loses herself, she takes the good part of herself and buds it off into a baby with a hilarious Australian accent named Kid. Baby Kid lands in a present alongside Shayla's pendant and is taken in by a genius inventor who, in timeline A, fought and killed Zay's hedgehog god. In this timeline, she lives a more sedate life, running an orphanage and creating devices that have the power to change history and these things that look like actual eggs and are called time eggs. Of course. Now, don't blame her for the name. She didn't invent them. The actual inventor stopped being important when Lavos was unalived, but for what it's worth, it was the guru who got chucked into the time void at the end of time, which, by the way, is different from the space between time. Of course, the time void is where there's no time. The space between time is between places where there are time. I would assume. I don't know. I don't know anything. God knows how, but the genius inventor found out that kid is Shayla's baby clone and set her up with one of these time eggs. Shayla's pendant with the power of, to travel through time, as well as a second pendant with the power to travel between timelines. Kidding out this toddler <laughs> to be the world's most powerful time cop. <laughs> she also leaves kid a literally life-changing letter explaining her confusing origin that she does not instill within kid any urgency to read. Sometime after this, a panther man and a sexy clown show up to burn down the orphanage and kidnap or possibly kill Kid or Lucia. I'm not super clear on their motivations here. Hmm. Either way, Kid is the only human to escape and swears revenge and something something seen missing. She ends up on the El Nido archipelago as an adult in the tiniest jacket. Which, uh, yeah, no, Kid has a very tiny jacket and is blonde and has a ridiculous Australian accent. <laughs> Where did she get the accent? You'll have to play Chrono Cross to not find out. 
I won't not do that. The guru who was sent to the future is here in the present in El Nido, an interesting development that requires you to have played Chrono Trigger and memorized the names of all three gurus, as well as what times they were sent to in order to recognize it as an intriguing development. I will not require this of you, because I am both kind and magnanimous. It's Balthazar. Melchior went to the present, Balthazar went to the future, and uh, Gaspar went to the end of time. So, uh, I'm not kind and magnanimous, and I have a feeling that Dijon planted this line in here just for that, just for that sake, because they knew I'd know. <laughs> Future Guru tells Kid that she needs to use her time cop powers to go back in time a few years and save a child from drowning, which creates timeline C2 for Chrono Cross can happen now here as well, which might actually be timeline D2. I'll get into that later. Oh, I love D2. Classic Overlook game. Cinematic. <laughs> and, you know, I, I loved watching my favorite digital actress come back. <laughs> jokes for somebody, I hope. Yeah, jokes for all the fans of D2 out there. <laughs> Clearly. And, of course, the original D. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and, of course, Vampire Hunter D. Yeah, no. <laughs> I don't know anything about that one. Think a man lives in his hand? I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> Fast forward a couple thousand-ish years later. I know it seems like we skipped a bunch of shit. Bear with me. The future guru lands in the future after that whole nastiness with the lava-sucking device. Mm. With no lavas in the future to foul things up, he decides he wants to found an institute for the study of time called Chronopolis. This research facility is built in the El Nido archipelago, which consists of exactly one <laughs> island and is objectively kind of a shit archipelago. <laughs> There, there they find that pesky frozen flame and use it to power the entire complex. What's that? You're asking how does the frozen flame, a thing that works by allowing you to draw power directly from Lavos, work in a timeline where Lavos is I dead? I wasn't actually asking that. Well, have you considered maybe the answer is time shit? No. Yeah, I bet you feel pretty stupid. I don't. To run everything, they build an AI supercomputer using spare parts from an existing AI supercomputer that, in Timeline A, started a robot uprising. Huh. This definitely won't become important or have sweeping consequences. This AI is named Fate. Okay, come on, you can't... Name it like... Daryl or what? Angela or something. Well, you can't call it Fate. Fun, fun story. Uh, in Chrono Trigger... They called the they called uh the AI that started the robot uprising Mother Brain. Oh, you can't use that one. Well, that one's taken. <laughs> I mean, they did because it was on the Super did Nintendo. <laughs> Obviously, they couldn't still call it Mother Brain because now they're a Sony franchise. Oh, that okay? So they had to change it. Yeah, no, we rebuilt it and let's call it M Fate. Fate. That was the name we were all thinking of. Yeah. If there was another name, I don't know what it is. Uh, yeah, which I think is a free action time event. Oh, is that the name of their battle system? No, that's the name of the events in Final Fantasy XIV. Oh! That's why they're called Fates. It's not free. It's F. The F means something different, but I don't care. Maybe Field? Who knows? Field, it's Field. Field active time events. Yeah. Uh, it will also contain parts from a robot who, in timeline A... Fought and killed the space hedgehog god. In this timeline, he's Scrap. 
R.I.P. in pieces. Oh. This actually won't become important except as a fun cameo. Oh, yeah. killed Robo? I wonder how Eve took it. Because Robo's robot, na robot name given to him by Mother Brain was Prometheus. And there was another pink robot mm. who had a ribbon named Eve. <laughs> so you know it's a girl robot. Well, it's, it's, it's a ribbon, and I'm doing air quotes, but she, uh, but when you have to, because she's been corrupted by Mother Brain, you have to defeat her. And when you do, she and Robo have a sad farewell scene, and Robo installs her ribbon into his circuitry. So I guess it's actually a circuit or a or something. It's like a it's like a thumb drive. Huh. It's 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 actually a piece of machinery that you chunk into a robot. Of course. Yeah, you wouldn't just put a bow on a robot. That'd be ridiculous. It would be. It obviously has to mean something. Yeah. And it's not just that this robot's a girl. <laughs> The future guru finds out that Shayla was absorbed by Lavos to create a monster that is going to eat time because being a major character in Chrono Trigger gives you a free timeline supply of huge revelations. <laughs> he then begins an elaborate plan to create a device called the Chrono Cross. Woo! Title drop, baby! <laughs> Which has the power to safely separate Shayla and Lavos. For some reason, this plan hinges upon the Dragon Tear, the body-swapping device created by the Dragonians, which are only supposed to exist in Timeline B, and no good explanation is given for why the future guru would know about it or hang literally his entire plan for saving all space-time on it. Well, I mean, it's because he's a guru who's lived infinitely long, I guess? No, that's, uh, that's the other one. Oh, you're right. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I said you're right, like, I know. Oh, yeah, right, of course, yeah. I mean... Melkazar. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean... Totally. On, I mean, honestly... Balthazar Melchior... Guru Larry, I think. Oh my god, is. shut up! I think his name's Guru no. Larry. No! Everyone make sure to Google Google Guru Larry. No. <laughs> Google Guru Larry in 2023. Fucking do it. Gaspar. Duh. Gaspar. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> um... Actually, though this this does raise a pretty uh, interesting point that they uh they don't actually, as far as I recall, ever involve the 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 guru at the who is outside of the end of time, uh, who can and does have an inkling of every timeline that happens because of the weird time rifts that. He's able he, to open up. He just doesn't get involved in saving it. I guess. I guess if you have infinite timelines, why would you care about one of them? I mean, I think he he can't leave. Oh, it's a weird thing about being lost outside of time. You can send a message. Oh, he does. He that's can why call everyone. I mean, while. that's why Chrono Trigger happens, right? Like, <laughs> like he just doesn't. He doesn't care about Chrono Cross as much, so he doesn't. He doesn't. Get yeah, involved. but but like that would be how the other his. He could have content hooked up with his guru buddy yeah. from the old days and been like, "Hey, man, I I saw this one timeline where like the lizards rose up and they created this super cool dragon utopia and they had these like weird body swapping things. I don't know why. Probably for fuck reasons. I don't know. <laughs> and and then you know, Balthazar could be like, huh. I'm going to look into that. <laughs> At least you'd have something. Yeah. Um, 
actually, that's my new that's my new canon. The uh, the three wise men met for beers in <laughs> like in a cross time saloon of it's some variety. At the end of time, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> at some point, the genius inventor girl who adopted Kid is also there. She's mentioned as being the one who installs I the. Afford- she died. Well, she died in a different okay, timeline. Over, okay. Yeah, I should have. I don't kid know why I said anything. To, yeah. uh, kid was sent to another timeline. That is mostly the same timeline, but it's eight years in the past. To save. Surge from drowning. Oh. Which I think I'm. I'm, we're getting to that? Yeah, we're getting to that. Okay. Uh, uh, she is mentioned as being the one who installs the aforementioned world-saving robot's parts as a fail-save, which would activate if any living person actually touches the frozen flame and would lock out fate from using the frozen flame. She also helps develop uh, Project Kid, which is like some kind of fail-save backup plan in case their obviously terrible plan A goes tits up. I legitimately haven't the foggiest idea how she ended up thousands of years in the future. Maybe the future guru used his time machine to go back a couple thousand years and pick up the inventor girl so she could rubber stamp his awful ideas? I don't know. I hate writing this part. None of it makes any sense. (laughs) It kind of seems like at this point you can just be anywhere in time you want to. Even as just a normal person. I mean, if we're going back with my... If we're following my new fanon theory that I am wholeheartedly adopting uh, like like Melchior, Balthazar and uh, Gaspar just kind of like you know, they take the wings of time out for a spin and they're just like hey, want to go pick up some of our old friends? Yeah, sure, whatever, <laughs> sounds great wait, but won't they like fuck things up? Nah, if you take them from specific places it'll actually be just fine <laughs> look I'm, I, are you sure about that? hey which one of us here can see all timelines at once, and which one oh my can't? God, he's always going on about seeing all the timelines at once. We get it. There's also a weird time traveling blueberry at the end of time that uh, teaches you how to use magic. Oh, it technically has several forms, but uh, it is a time traveling blueberry. Yeah, like the robot. In yeah, the other timeline. I was gonna say. They're also in the past. There's actually way more of them in the past. Why are they blueberries? What are the blueberries? I mean, they're just, like, blue guys with, like, like wavy arms and legs and, like, crazy looks on their faces. And they go, ah! Okay. But, like, why? Yeah, they're around. Okay. <laughs> why? Okay. <clears throat> okay. Sure. Blueberries. Eventually, Plan A evolved into the counter-time experiment, which has extremely questionable methodology, but the theoretical end result is complete control over all space-time, so that's cool. The future guru has at this point fucked off in his time machine to tell Kid to save a child from drowning and prepare a few plot dumps just in case he needs to entertain (laughs) guests. Inevitably, the counter-time experiment goes hilariously wrong, and Cheeky Lavos uses the frozen flame to fling the entire Chronopolis facility thousands of years backwards in time. This supposedly benefits Lavos for reasons that make sense only to Lavos, but personally, I think we're all overestimating the Machiavelli of the giant space tick. It's literally a giant space tick. Yeah, is Lavos supposed to be sentient? I always thought he wasn't in Chrono Trigger, particularly smart or sentient. 
Kind of. But now it's, it seems like he's really sentient. And I mean, he's did you ever, like have you ever beaten the final boss? Yeah, but it's a while ago. There is like a guy there. Oh. It's I like can... a weird, like, there's like a weird space guy who controls two little orbs that shoot lasers at you. Oh gosh, I don't remember that. Well, that's why you need this. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> um, at the same time, the entity ellipses. Oh God! So the entity. So you ever think about how the plot of Chrono Trigger rests entirely on a bunch of time portals that very conveniently take you to the exact most important moments in time you need to be at to both understand what's going on and save the world without getting stuck permanently in ye old peasant times? No, I didn't think about that. It seemed like a handy, convenient mechanism. That's just kind of how time travel stories are typically. And just makes them cool and fun. and They're just so... Yeah. Yeah, they kind of have to be just so stories, because otherwise you just make something incomprehensible. Yeah, sometimes sometimes a sci-fi premise can just be... Can just be. Yeah, it can just be. Well, so did the developers. Oh. And they decided in a portentous decision foreshadowing how nonsense this series' plot would eventually become... Uh, to, rather than ignore it because every plot involves some suspension of disbelief, points this, point this out in-game. So they just decide, well, we're going to just gonna point out, hey, by the way, this contrivance, it's a contrivance. Hey, did you notice this plot contrivance? That we, you know, use to write a story? Mm -hmm. Well, we're telling you about it now. Don't ignore it. And then, of course, they had to explain it, because this is, we're in the PS1 era of RPGs now. We have to explain everything. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Sorry. This is, this is a turning point in RPGs that I rue to this day. But what if I'm, like, really stupid? Well, then I guess I understand why you, like, buy it and love it. Yeah. <clears throat> like addendum this is not a this is not a slam against chrono cross chrono cross is a fun confusing game that still manages to force you to suspend a whole bunch of disbelief because it's nonsense get off my back angry people anyway no it's actually a slam against uh kingdom hearts stop liking kingdom hearts uh actually yes genuinely stop liking kingdom hearts <laughs> it's 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 embarrassing it, it it's super embarrassing my god are you still wearing your Jack Skellington beanie as well? That's cooler. We don't need to go after Jack Skellington here. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. I'm not I'm not supporting this Jack Skellington attack. Well, let's just watch the latest Happy Tree Friends and discuss this. <laughs> God. That could maybe still be going. That time period know. that time period was shit. Accept it. Anyway. <laughs> Who is the entity? I don't know. It's maybe the planet itself? Or a god? Or you the player? Or you the player are the planet? Its actual form has never made anything close to clear for how vital it is to the trundling gears of the plot, but know that anytime something cosmically convenient occurs that nobody could have ever made happen nor predict would happen, the answer is, the entity did it, so stop your whining. Oh. Sub-lesson over. Good to know. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's just, it's just an easy guy. Oh. 
I've been isekai'd. I've gone to another world and I'm the planet? Yeah, and instead of just letting that happen, there always has to be a contrived reason why you mm -hmm. became the planet. Um, and it's actually really boring and probably always the worst part of all of those stories. Stop explaining shit! We don't need it! Anyway. <clears throat> At the same time, the entity suddenly decides to get involved again. And while Chronopolis is yanked back from the future, Dinopolis is also yanked from Timeline B into this one, bringing with it the important Dragon's Tear. To make the plot more confusing, the game also gives another different, different in-universe explanation for why this occurred, in case you're still peckish for lore after the convenient entity excuse. The reasoning Chronopolis's scientists give is that the sudden introduction of future technology into the Bass created whatever the opposite of a vacuum is, so Dinopolis was dragged in because it is also futuristic, but also in harmony with nature, which is the polar opposite of technology. <laughs> and nature versus technology is a huge theme in this game that also never meaningfully interacts with the overarching plot, except as an explanation to why dragons hate humans so much, just except that every so often someone will say technology is it bad? What if nature? And move on. <laughs> if you're wondering, the game comes down pretty hard on the side of nature, which becomes clear right around the time you punch a tank to death and stop some dwarves from doing a genocide. I mean, which is another reason why this game is good. It ends on the side of the dragons. Mm -hmm. Anyway, instead of kissing, the humans and dragonians go to war, and the dragonians are soundly spanked, which is why... This timeline sucks. Spanking dragons, you say? Hello? The dragon god is split up by fate into six dragons. This seems like a bad idea as it results in a net increase of dragons to brew up asinine plots against you, but what are the chances of that happening? Dinopolis itself sinks into the sea and the tippy top of it becomes just another island on the, in the archipelago, bringing the island total to two. <laughs> well, that's why we named it that. The few surviving Dragonians retire and build a cute little fort in, to uh. live in called Fort Dragonia. Eventually, they all die out and Shell is sad. Oh. Yeah. Like, the game is good because, like, karmically it comes out on the side of the dragons, mm. but the game is bad because, well, we don't, we don't get to save the dragons from... This. The future guru smiles and claps because apparently he planned for this to happen the whole time? I don't know. I fucking, I don't know. I hate everything to do with that guy. Dragonians defeated. Fate Roko's basilisks herself by walling off the entirety of the archipelago to ensure nothing alters the timeline, and she still created the future. Unfortunately, waiting around that long is really boring, so using the power of the frozen flame, she begins to pro... The long process of terraforming the El Nido archipelago into a respectable collection of islands, as well as wiping the memories of all of the Chronopolis staff and seeding them throughout said islands. While she cannot control things openly without messing up her little walled garden, fate can influence events behind the scenes via the records of fate. Floating green pyramids the size of an adult, which can alter memories and personality as well as help save your game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. I'm, the Every save points are a fucking plot point. Everybody in the village loves communing with the glowing pyramid. Yeah. This... There are several games around this time that came out of Squaresoft that all had that sort had that uh had that uh plot point. 
And I'll be showing you some of them. I was say, even Final Fantasy X, much later, it's not an important plot point, but they do explain that the save points are real things that do stuff. Uh, yeah, I'll... as opposed to just being a floating symbol that looks cool that no one can actually see in the world. <clears throat> Hashtag play Xenogears. Anyway, um, <laughs> Fate also invented the elements, which are machines that each harness the power of one of the elements that make up physical reality and redistribute the means of elemental magic to the proletariat, a.k.a. humans. The six dragons were stationed around the archipelago and forced to guard these elements for some reason. You got dragons, you got elements... This marks the creation of Timeline D1, or Don't Worry, Machine Mommy is here to kiss and make it better, which might technically be Timeline C1 because Fate's entire plan is to make sure Timeline D1 is identical to Timeline C1. Many, many, many years into the future, a, a child named Surge gets poisoned by a panther demon and his dad and his dad's mutually platonic but very close male friend who would do anything for him <laughs> get on a boat to take him somewhere with health care. <laughs> Surge emits a baby's cry, a distress signal oh. named for its ability to draw attention. Wait, I can't tell if this is a, <laughs> it's a joke from Dijon. Okay, I can't. Oh, wait. Oh, fuck, I get it. Yeah. God, Metroid Other M spoilers. <laughs> Don't play that one. <laughs> and so it does draw the attention of Time Devourer Shayla, who is still not quite totally Lavos pilled. <laughs> she causes a magnetic storm which disables Chronopolis's defenses and blows Surge, his dad, and his dad's boyfriend way off course to Chronopolis. Uh, the trio somehow make their way to the deepest part of what will eventually be a pretty long dungeon <laughs> and encounter the frozen fate and flame. Uh, Surge, touch Surge touches the frozen flame. Uh, actually, let me rephrase that. Neither of the two adults in the room stop this toddler from touching the ominous glowing crystal tied up in circuitry, uh, spiritually tying Surge to it, curing his poison, I guess? Sure. And activating the failsafe that locks it off from fate. The defenses start to reactivate and Surge and his dad manage to escape in the nick of time. Dad's boyfriend isn't so lucky and is trapped there. While fate is distracted by all this, the, this the dragon sees the opportunity and to give birth to a sexy clown. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> why? It's like you do. I don't. I've never actually, and I, I will never. I feel pretty comfortable at saying. You don't know until don't until know you've that. spanned three different timelines and have found yourself in one that is controlled by a time controlling AI. You don't know what you do. I guess I, I guess I, I don't know. You know, I have, I have the benefit of not being in that situation. <laughs> so yeah, while Maybe fate is I distracted, all this clown. by all this, the dragon sees the opportunity to give birth to a sexy clown. Cool. Fate, understandably, is understandably is pretty mad about being gate kept from the frozen flames. So with her limited power, she girl boss gaslights Serge's dad via the records of fate before transforming him into a furry for some reason. These are, this is the body swapping thing. Okay. He's supposed to look like one of the panther demons that poisons Surge, so I think she's just being spiteful. She makes Panther Dad drown his son, which unfortunately does not actually release the locks on the frozen flame. Fate then lives happily ever after in spite of the fact that the frozen flame's power, te uh, uh, of the frozen flame's power, ten tending to her little archipelago. Eventually, 
Panther Dad goes with his friend Sexy Clown and burns down Kid's orphanage for what I'm sure are great reasons, which is outside of the archipelago, but this is okay, actually, and will not affect the timeline because... All this was also supposedly planned by the future guru. I'm starting to think Time Grandpa is just making things up as he goes along. Mm -hmm. Or... Oh boy. Cut back to timeline C2, or possibly D2, since Computer Mommy exists here too. Serge is saved from his dad ba from his dad base drowning by Kid, who then fucks off. He grows up the happiest orphan and two-time almost corpse you've ever seen. <laughs> Unfortunately, Serge is such a fuck-up that his very existence somehow shunts timeline C2 and or D2 back into timeline A. What? Meaning Lavos is now alive and kicking, uh -huh. and timeline C2-D2 is actually timeline A3 for, ah, we're all going to die again! Wait, what? What? Because Kid Why? came back and stopped this partitioning, which saved Surge, but she then fucked off, and nothing in the rest of Chrono Cross happens the way it should, and we'll get there. Okay. Because Lavos never gets killed, the apocalypse happens in the future, and thus Chronopolis will never be created, which Paradox wipes Chronopolis, Fate, and some but not all of the elemental dragons from El Nido in this timeline for some reason. Although the time accident that brought back Chronopolis technically still happens, so in Chronopolis's place, the archipelago now has a 10-car paradox pileup of bad futures just kind of frozen in place. With Fate's influence completely gone, the El Nido archipelago meanders for a bit before it's cracked open and invaded by the mainland. Everything ends up pretty copacetic in spite of the military occupation and eventual apocalypse. Years later, Surge, while poaching harmless lizards to make a scale necklace for his girlfriend because she told him to do so... <laughs> goes to the beach where he almost drowned as a child. He falls through a wormhole and ends up in timeline D1, a.k.a. the one where he is supposed to be dead. Oh, why is there a wormhole there? Is it the Entity? You can say it's the Entity. I'll believe it's you. It's the Entity. Thank you. Fate gets a Google alert for <laughs> dumb idiot and begins concocting a humdinger of a scheme to get her computering mitts on the frozen flame. The elemental dragons get the same memo and put their own plan into motion because this is 4D chess, the plot. The fourth dimension is time. Mm -hmm. It is literally 4D chess, the plot. <laughs> Serge is confused why everyone is suddenly really mean to him until his not-girlfriend suggests he go to his own grave and lie in it. He goes because he's nothing if not a consummate instruction follower and befriends Kid, who has not yet gotten back in time to save him from drowning. And now never will, meaning this is now technically a brand new timeline in which timeline A3 was never created, even though it still exists. Uh, fuck, what number are we on now? Let's just call this d timeline D1.5, in which is the version of timeline D1 in which the events of Chrono Cross actually happen. Okay. Are we in Chrono Cross yet? We, uh, actually, yes, literally the part where Serge goes to find the necklaces, the, uh, to find scales for the necklace, is the beginning of Chrono Cross. Okay. Actually, technically, there is a, technically, there is a prelude that is three characters, the panther dad and the sexy clown, doing shit in a dungeon, but then you cut away to Serge being told by his girlfriend. Go make me a necklace! <laughs> okay. And then, but by the time he comes back, everybody's like, fuck are you? What the fuck? Get lost. We hate you. 
Everybody hates you. <laughs> wow. Um, also in this timeline, the marsh near Serge's village is an acidic hellhole as a result of fate mucking about with nature. In case you needed a reminder, yes, nature versus technology is still a theme. Serge infiltrates the manor of the local governor general literally because he's told to do so by Kid who is looking for the frozen flame. There he meets the future guru in the present who gets him up to speed on the whole multiple timelines thing and eventually Serge finds the thing Kid is looking for. Except it is not in fact the frozen flame, it's the extremely similar looking dragon's tear. Womp womp. The tear reacts strongly to Serge's presence and they're attacked by a by Serge's secret dad Panther Man who gives Serge a join me speech for basically no reason because why would Serge join a man he literally just met who also looks like the animal he had a phobia of? The heroes escape by safely falling about a hundred feet into the ocean. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. You can do that. It's a 2D game, so there's no depth. Along the way, Serge befriends a pink talking dog whose existence is never explained, his not-girlfriend from a oh. parallel timeline, a pagan effigy, a homosexual stage magician, a genderqueer punk rocker, and a useless fop. Oh, okay. The useless fop actually becomes much more powerful if you go through a side quest of his that is very tedious. Yeah, that sounds like a useless fop in a video game. Because uh, he's pretending to be the great hero, mm. which sounds familiar. It's not, a, it's not just a retelling of the Chrono Trigger subplot, shut up, it's way different, it's also way more annoying. <laughs> that was me, audience. <laughs> um, Serge then properly embarks on this grand quest to go to Fort Dragonia, because again, he is told to go there, though he is very attracted to the possibility of rubbing his face against the dragon's steer. <laughs> After a series of hurdles that do not matter to the plot, but involve hopping between timelines D1.5 and A3.5, a.k.a. the version of timeline A3 which is created after Surge slips into another dimension and makes the events of Chrono Cross happen, Surge and friends arrive at Fort Dragonia and begin the longest and most involved dungeon so far. Surge finds the Dragon Tear, again, but gets the old body switcheroo from his panther dad. Surge as Panther then gets his ass kicked by his friends, and Dad as Surge stabs Kid in the back. It is unknown if you, if your other party members think this is out of character. <laughs> this is the prelude. This is what happens at the very beginning of oh. the game that cuts away to the beginning of the game. Okay. Turns out getting Surge here right now was Fate's extremely roundabout plan all along so that she could steal his body and use it to release the locks on the frozen flame. This means that every baffling or stupid decision Surge made up to this point in the game since arriving in timeline D1.5 is because Fate wanted him to do it and influenced his actions through the records of Fate. Therefore, there are actually no problems with the story. Of course. Surge as Panther doesn't know this, though, and is too busy getting banished to another plane of existence. Note, not an alternate timeline, nor is it the space between time, nor the void at the end of time. By his bad dad. At least, oh. at least Serge gets to keep a broken piece of the Dragon's Tear as a memento of the time he got his government-mandated fursona. <laughs> Along the way, Serge befriends an ordained luchador, an almost offensively German mad scientist, a talking flower created by mad science, a racist fairy, an even bigger idiot than himself, an adorable freak of nature, and a stoner doctor. After escaping the coolest area in the game, which I'll call Dimension H because I like assigning letter identifiers mm. to things, Surge as Panther embarks on his first self-directed quest to get his body back. 
This is a big level up for his character as it is the first recorded instance of him taking concrete action due to actually having a motivation. Some points deducted due to this motivation being, things changed and I am uncomfy, frowny face. Unfortunately, the f to fully return to boring complacency, he needs, uh, fuck. Okay, so he needs all the elemental devices fate made in order to use the dragon's tear to get his old body back because I guess it's harder to completely regenerate a whole body rather than Freaky Friday with someone. Unfortunately for him, the elemental devices are held in the el by the elemental dragons, remember? Mm -hmm. But recall also that not every dragon is in every timeline and Serge's fuzzy ass is stuck in the A3 3.5 timeline because it's his literal physical body that's the key to traveling between timelines. So, to travel between timelines again, he needs power over time, which means he needs Lavos's power, which means he needs the frozen flame. Okay. To get the frozen flame, he is directed towards the Dead Sea, the aforementioned paradox car crash in the A3 timelines. After the second coolest dungeon in the game, the crew finds Serge's dad's boyfriend in Timeline F, and Serge gets absolutely roasted by the Paradox Child ghosts of the protagonist of Chrono Trigger for being a fuck-up who revives Lavo simply by <laughs> existing. The boyfriend has been trapped here in the dead timeline, protecting the frozen flame of Timeline A3, and while he's not super keen on the whole arrangement, he's happy to be the hardest boss fight so far. <laughs> After the fight, he speaks of Surge with so much parental fondness, I legitimately cannot see an interpretation of this and Surge's dad's relationship that isn't something of a some variety of dad-centric bisexual thruple with Surge's mom. Do not ask me where timeline F fits in with the other timelines. It doesn't. F is a dead timeline, which means that whatever inciting incident created it didn't happen for whatever reason. This could be because of the time crash, a result of saving of kids saving young Surge, or because of the protagonist of the first game went back and didn't eat that sandwich. Regardless, this timeline happened at one point, but now it didn't happen, and it normally would have been pruned by space-time, but for the existence of the frozen frame, valiantly propping it up like it's Sega. <laughs> if... The flame is, is removed, the timeline will cease to be, but for now it trudges on as a strange, timeless landscape basking in the glow of an infinite sunset. After probably dying to the boss a few times, Surge, still a panther man, takes the frozen flame which causes Timeline F to collapse, uh, winking his dad's homosexual life partner out of existence as well as the entire time distortion car crash which becomes just a re regular empty patch of water. Don't ask me. Why? Along the way, Surge befriends a goblin from an alternate dimension. Again, not an alternate timeline. Yeah, I guess there could just be also alternate... Like, just because there's alternate timelines doesn't mean there's not also mm -hmm, other mm -hmm. planes. A sexy clown, a blacksmith, oh, wait a, a business-minded tween, a mushroom man, a space alien, a roulette dealer, and a mermaid. Is it the same sexy clown? Yes, it's the same sexy clown. That's oh. why the panther man and the sexy clown are together in that backlog thing. See? Oh. No. But didn't that happen all... Happen already is a loaded phrase. Yeah, sure is. Uh, <laughs> I just had to stop myself. I was like, well, I can't say that. The whole concept of the dead timeline is mildly horrifying. The process of collapse is a slow and experiential one. Like watching a piano dropped on you from the International Space Station. Do you think this was a result of its artificial stay of execution by the flame? Or was it like this for everyone in the A timelines when the Time Teen team killed Lavos? The only difference if it's the latter would be, unlike your dad's BF, the folks in the timelines wouldn't understand the rumbling and sense of unease before they were summarily unexisted. 
Does that make it better? Well, they now never have existed, so their suffering doesn't count philosophically. So, uh... It's a time trolley problem, is what we're talking about here. (laughs) Oh, uh, so... Now Surge has the frozen flame, which means he can hop timelines again, which means he can say hi to all the dragons and get their elemental devices, which he needs to use the dragon sphere to get the boy body, his boy body back. He goes to Fort Dragonia in timeline A 3.5 because remember, because the dragon sphere of timeline D 1.5 was broken when Panther Dad used it to steal Surge's body, remember? He fights evil dad Surge, who has decided to dress like an evil, an evil pirate. And activates the tear, shattering it, and gets his boy body back by becoming a baby and rapidly growing into a 17-year-old again. Hooray! Oh. He decides to take the broken piece of the tear with him as a souvenir of his second puberty. Also, uh, you know what this is kind of giving me vibes of? It's a treasure adventure game. Huh. Spoiler alert. Yeah. A little bit. I mean... You should go play Treasure Adventure game. It's a sweet little game from the end of the hob- indie hobbyist period, and very little people have played it. It's fun. I like it a lot. I watched him play it. It's nice. Yeah, it's just a fun, good. It's game. just a game. Hey, if you would like just a game that explains just enough of itself and doesn't mm-hmm. it, and doesn't ruin things by explaining everything too much, play Treasure Adventure game. There is there's a point when it's pretty clear to me that the creator of the game was like, oh, I've created a fair bit of lore that I should probably just sort of quickly tie together and so he just sort of makes seven murals that you zoom past on a mine cart <laughs> and that's like half the backstory he's like there yeah, it's in whatever it's not actually important if this like seems short it's not it comprises like a full third of the game dedicated to dragon tourism along the way Serge befriends a chef a cyborg and an exotic dancer a feral cave child and a baby dragon Aww. Hate in his heart, Surge travels to Chronopolis in timeline D1.5 to kill fate before she unlocks the frozen flame, which she hasn't done yet because Dad Surge is taking his sweet time. While he, while there, he learns a lot of things I already explained four pages ago and confronts fate. Uh, during this showdown, he learns fate's actual reason uh, she wants the frozen flame, which is so stupid I elected not to mention it before now. Yay! Remember remember how fate was made using parts from a supercomputer that wanted to usurp humanity? Well, fate wants to use no. the unlimited yeah. power of the uh, mother Yes, mo- I do. Mother no, brain. I remember mother now. Brain. Yeah. Sorry, I like I've had to make a lot of new information in my brain in the last hour and so like I it's it hasn't been filed properly. <laughs> well, Fate wants to use the unlimited power of the frozen flame to create a race of living computers in order to usurp humanity for the reason that she is bugfuck nuts. Yeah. Because they based her on a crazy AI that wanted that that created a robot holocaust. Yeah, well, you know. And Windows 10 was based on Windows XP. Like, you just work <laughs> with what you got. Which then makes me wonder, which I know it doesn't go into it doesn't go into it because he's sadly only a cameo, but what, but like, I feel like Robo being a part of this machine would have a counter, a, like, like a, some sort of countermeasure that's like, oh, I don't approve of this. <laughs> You'd think that would actually have been a really good way to lock out the crazy megalomaniacal yeah, robot brain. Robot what love is and to be friends with humans so you could have done that but oh well i mean he already kind of knew because like he 
was he was disconnected uh, mm. he was offline when the virus hit, hit so like yeah yeah he hadn't uh yes he hadn't actually checked back in and so his uh com- his composite memory was not hit by the red eye virus <laughs> come on i'm not even gonna say what that's a spoiler for because <laughs> it's actually a decent sized spoiler kind of <laughs> Anyway, she fuses with Dad Surge and finally gains her coveted living machine body. In spite of it being just a head and an upper torso, the developers show considerable restraint in not giving her huge knockers. <laughs> restraint that is not shown when she later cameos in a, fr- a free-to-play RPG I guarantee you've never heard of. Yeah, I bet. Fate's hot, new, androgyny-chic bod gets diced up by actual Surge, who will never respect a butch queen. <laughs> Kid is also here because she's been following evil dad Surge around on account of being kind of stupid. She would rejoin your party at this point if she wasn't coming down with a bad case of passing out. With fate dead, the six dragons roll up going, Haha, we actually totally knew you were going to do this because of our own convoluted plan where we manipulated you using the sexy clown. Okay, why is it a sexy clown? Did I make a effort, did I make enough of a point that the Panther Man's best friend is a sexy clown who has been following Surge around since his body snatching? Because yeah, she's been hovering around having suggestions and ideas. Okay. Without fate to keep them on the short leash, the dragon go- dragons scoop up the frozen flame and, along with their sexy clown progeny, remerge into the dragon god. They then raise Dragopolis back into the air and plan to use it as a base to wage a campaign of natural, earth-friendly destruction against the human race (laughs) and their technology, who, if we're being honest, maybe deserve it at this point after two separate timeline-altering catastrophes resulting from them trying to use Lavos as a giant prickly battery. Surge combines the piece of the dragon's tear from the D1.5 timeline with the other piece he has from the A3.5 timeline, as well as the elemental devices to finally create the Chrono Cross. Oh, it's the Chrono Cross! Wow! Kid! What we've wanted the whole time? Yeah. Kid is in a cycle... I mean, I think Balthazar vaguely mentions the Chrono Cross way earlier on, and, like, when we run into him in the first aborted timeline like he explains something vague about the chrono cross but like so like kind of we've wanted this for the whole time but in the oh yeah that's why we're doing Mm -hmm. this sort of way not a we've been at this for so long (laughs) this is our obvious goal sort of like that that's how it is um uh, Kid is in a psychological coma as a result of these events, not a physical one. She is completely unarmed as every time she's almost killed, her pendant rewinds time and dumps her into a timeline where she survives. Surge then goes back, because remember, she has a pendant. Yeah. It's Shayla's pendant. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no. Which I, is yeah. one of two pendants. I don't remember the other pendant. It's Marl's pendant from Chrono Trigger. Okay. Cool. Why are there only two? Shut up. Why are there only two? Shut up! Why are there only two? Shut up, other voice. Okay. Okay. Uh, Surge then goes back in time to the burning of the orphanage to save all the children and undo kids' trauma, curing her of coma and creating what I think is officially another new timeline, which I'll dub Timeline E for even I'm losing track of these. 
Along the way, Serge befriends the commander of an invading army, a ruling general, and his daughter, who dresses like a mermaid because he's obsessed with his lost mermaid lover, a knight with a tragic backstory, a dragoon with a tragic backstory, Mm -hmm. a dragoon who wears a steel thong and never stops yelling, a sassy child, a second sassy child, Mm -hmm. a regular mother, an old man, a pirate captain, a bunny girl, a sentient turnip, a skeleton clown, a psychic, a bartender, and himself from the point in time where he's still a panther man. Oh, that feels like a bad idea. Surge and his... Don't you need that one to keep going? <laughs> well, not at this point. Okay. He, I, I think he's at the point where he's already done, like, Panther Body Him has done the timeline thing, but it's a version that has drifted off into a different okay. place. Or maybe he, maybe he's like... Maybe the timeline maybe... loop is closed, and it's like, well, hey, and so Panther Him is like, I'm gonna go, oh, you did it. Oh, okay, so oh, you got your body, actually, I'm still a Panther. Actually, Panther Man, I think, is probably going to say something along the lines of, aha, well, it's because I understood this was going to happen this whole time, so this timeline's version of me knew I had to do this, while the other timeline's version of me knew I had to do that. Okay, that doesn't make any sense. Well, you know, but you're right, I'm Can sorry. Can you just say the entity... <laughs> the entity. Thank you. Surge and his 45 pals descend upon Dinopolis, where the goddamn future guru is waiting again to explain that once again everything from Fate's harebrained scheme to the Dragon's Revenge plot to literally everyone who has, e- who has ever or will ever exist was all orchestrated by him so that Surge would be standing right here, right now, with the Chrono Cross in hand. These were all merely individual steps in Project Kid, which secretly was actually Plan A the whole time. Sure it was, bud. Yeah, the plan that, you know, the lady scientist had. Uh, is actually the real plan. That was my big plan. Uh-huh. I haven't put my body into a blueberry yet. Why would you do that? Oh, sorry, not my body, my mind. I haven't put my mind into a blueberry yet. Why so would you do that? That's just in Chrono Trigger. Yeah, but why? Uh, it's so that his it's so that his knowledge can. It, he builds a blueberry robot, uh, okay. and he puts his he puts his memories into the robot so that a version of him can live long enough to meet them in the future and tell them what happened okay, and tell them how to cross through time. I'm focusing on the idea that he decided a blueberry was the ideal thing to be. Because well, they focusing were, on the rest of it is hard. Well, they were extreme. They were like they were all over the place during the antiquity, which was like sixteen thousand years ago BC. Okay. Um, so just like oh, bl- little living blueberry guys. That's just a cute thing that exists all the time. Yeah, but they also. I mean, they also talk and like they're also like renowned scholars, and sometimes they're just like weirdos who like skulk about. And sometimes, like, and they're also in the distant prehistory because there you can find one in one of the jungles where the cavemen live, and like you have to like fight it. Oh, because he's like kind of a monster. I don't think he can talk at that point. Hmm. Sure. They're never explained. Okay. Um. <clears throat> That's why we need a third Chrono game. Talk about the blueberries. When the players stop sitting quietly with their face in their hands, Surge and his horde defeat the dragon god, go to the space between time, confront the time devourer, and use the power of the harmony to save Shayla. Hmm? What's that? 
You say I've made it through this whole explanation without once mentioning the harmony, one of yeah. the, if not the most powerful thing that exists in the universe? Yeah, I did say that. Well, good news! You get uh, that lecture now! No! The harmony is a little ditty that resonates with all of existence. It arguably is the sound of existence. It is a song that is played using the basic elements that make up the world. The harmony has come up sporadically throughout the game in designs and motifs, but never pointed out until your very last conversation with the future guru, who both reveals its existence and tells you that the Chrono Cross was designed to tap into the song to perform essentially miracles. And I hope you've been paying attention, because the final boss battle requires you to play this song <laughs> using your spells if you want to get the good ending. <laughs> That rules. Which ties back into our other thing where we were discussing the different colored elements yeah. and the the element grid. Because we did that, I actually understand how you could play a song using the elements. Because you can keep track of the elements that you have enacted onto the God. battlefield, which means you are harmonizing with each element's note and playing the song of existence. Yeah. That's pretty good. I like that. Mm -hmm. What you, what would happen, uh, which, which leads me to go, well, what happens, what would happen if you just accidentally played the Song of Existence by casting magic literally any other time? The answer is shut up. Okay. Well, you don't have the Chrono Cross, so it wouldn't do I mean, anything. at a certain point, you do. Oh, that's true. You would, you would have it at a certain point. Well... And I, okay, uh, so now that Shayla is freed from, and Lavos' ghost is dead, she thanks everyone for wi by wiping their memories and sending them back to where they ought to be, creating timeline G for God, I'm so tired. Infinity years later, one of the gurus still gets the world's worst retirement. Because, oh. yeah, uh, Gaspar is still at the end of time. <laughs> forever. Well, sorry, bud. And the new that hangs out with him, which are the blueberries. So, Frank, another voice, uh, what did we learn this day? Um, I've realized that we're going to get more hate and drama for saying that uh, Kingdom Hearts is bad than for anything else we've ever done on the podcast. I mean, you know what? Yeah, people are really fucking defensive about it. And yeah. It's just because the, um, it's, I mean, it's all... <laughs> Not to point the spotlight on it again. I just realized, like, oh... That's actually... <laughs> yeah, no, pe people get really defensive about their nostalgia and, yeah. like, will defend it to the their death, but, like, uh, no. No. It's I've garbage. i played bad games. I mean, I haven't, but... Well, yeah, I mean, no. I haven't liked bad games, but most people have. It's I like Paladin's Quest. It's garbage. Like... <laughs> It's garbage and should never be re and should never be reinvented or respected as anything but garbage, <laughs> and that is the dustbin that Kingdom Hearts should be in as well. Mm. Uh, but unfortunately, it's the version of our of Square RPG that won because some people keep giving them money, so you know we'll just be seeing more of it. Mm -hmm. Um, I learned the plot of Chrono Cross, so that's cool. Did you? More, I retained a surprising. I feel like if you quiz me about this in a couple days, I won't have all of it. Like I'll have more than I expected going in. I uh, apparently, I kind of feel like I just crammed for three tests, but I, 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 I get the shape of what a Chrono Cross might be. I, I don't understand the evil clown, the horny, sexy clown. Repeat that. I don't understand the sexy clown. Oh. I mean, the 
the six dragon gods made the sexy clown to be the counterpart to uh the uh to be the count their counterpart to fate the sexy clown is the opposite of a genocidal computer i, I mean i actually the sexy i think the sex the sexy clown is the agent of the, the dragon god is the opposite of the sexy of mm. the dragon god is the opposite of the genocidal computer Got it. this so i guess what i mean to say is that the sexy clown is uh their counterpart to surge yeah i guess so or maybe kid probably kid although kid isn't a machination of fate kid is a machination or search of search is dad i don't know why is this i just don't like were the dragons just they were like okay we got to make someone who's going to be the most convincing and subtle character we can to manipulate this 17 year old Sexy clown, everyone. Sexy clown. I mean, I've seen what these idiots do yeah. with their free time. Yeah, sexy clown. Sexy clown. Yeah, sexy clown. It is. This is this is what they want. <laughs> this is why we hate them. <laughs> this is the this is the ideal human body. You may not like it. <laughs> God, oh, we are googling Chronocost sexy clown right now. Just gonna. Oh, that's. That's actually less sexy than I was fearing or assuming. I, I don't know. People are pretty horny for Harley. Yeah. Oh, her name is Harley, of course. Or Harl. She's unrelated to Marl. Oh. Their names are just mm -hmm. the, the same. This one's the... uh this one's the skeleton clown. Oh, that is a skeleton clown. There you go. Do all the side characters have confusing stories? Or my understanding is the side some of them do. Some of them. My understanding is most of them have side stories. I guess my question is how many of those are like Byzantine, and how many are just like yeah, that's just an RPG side story. Sorry, my brain shut down trying to conceptualize <laughs> a way to express what the their side stories are like. <laughs> well, because a like story. a lot of Chrono Cross, it just sort of happens at you. Yeah. Um, some of it happens alongside because what you're actually doing is going through multiple timelines and therefore playing the game, quote unquote, multiple times. Mm. Uh, and so... Sometimes the the characters that join up with you are are the ones that like are are like the ones who's who like help you like eventually lead to the culmination of that timeline and what you need to do next. So like in one timeline kid gets poisoned and you end up meeting the people who are like well we know how to cure the poison but we have to go to a place to find the antidote to save kid's life. Um which is different from when she goes into a coma. Of course. And so those characters so the, those characters have their own lore surrounding them that has something to do with the history of their timeline. It doesn't inherently matter. <laughs> How could it? I mean a couple of them do because a couple of them are like in, are important plot characters. Mm-hmm. Like the Panther Man and the Sexy Clown. Sure. And... Yeah. <laughs> also, I'm not sure if you noticed, but it is possible to get the your um the, your girlfriend 
who all this starts by her going, Go break me a necklace out of scales! Uh, you can, you, you end up in a timeline where you're dead. You can go back and find her and she'll join. Hmm. Actually, you cannot make her a, a necklace of scales and it, it starts a different timeline. Oh. Which involves her. Oh. And the, I think the weird dog creature. Oh. I don't remember how you get Poshul. Okay. I might have to replay it. <laughs> uh, yeah, this once again, I, I guess I also have the takeaway that I had at the end of the mechanics one, that this has made me want to play Chrono Cross more, not less. Yeah, no, Um. I'm maybe I'll just play it again. Maybe yeah. they'll toss it on the list. Yeah. They remade it, mastered it, so why not? Uh, I learned that the connective tissue of RPG, of RPG, uh, story ideas and plot generation of this age was a lot more entwined than I once thought. Uh, which in a way is kind of neat because it harkens back to the fact that, um, like, all of the different Square RPGs used to borrow from each other all the time. There was, like, Moodles mm-hmm. and Secret of Mana. Um, like, uh, Saga... Uh, Saga technically was... Released as Final Fantasy Legends here. Uh, they borrowed, like, pl- like, pl- like names and plot points and whatnot from one, each- from one another. And, uh... I mean, that means that at this point in time, anyway, that tradition was still going strong. Unfortunately, there's only one variety that really came out on top, and the sharing is mostly just for little giggles and like, hey, remember that time wins? (laughs) Rather than, you know, actually kind of creating different weird RPG stories that for reasons that make no sense, just happen to... Have synchronicities. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it wasn't too late. <laughs> this was a time... That was... Chrono Cross was still at a time when the timeline could have branched off. <laughs> and we could have just had more Xenogears and Final Fantasy 7s and 6s and Chrono Crosses and, and just like... Like, the the notion of RPG would not have become what it did as a result of the popularization of 7, 8, and Kingdom Hearts. Mm -hmm. I guess what I'm saying is if... I guess what I'm saying is that the key to causing the timeline of of JRPGs to split is murdering Tezuko Nomura. Tezuko Nomura. I'll put him on the list. It's like fourth. I mean, obviously there's Henry Ford twice. Yeah, we're just talking about game art. We're just talking okay, about ju- game timelines game, right game now. Game timelines, we'll put him... We'll, put we'll him have Balthazar deal with Henry Ford later. <laughs> well, bye, everybody. Dad, I'm, thanks for having me, too. You know, you know, it's nice having you. Know, even, if you don't, even if you don't have much to say, other voice, it's, it's still just nice having you around. Yeah, I'm a huge chrono head. Yeah. Yeah.